pursuing relationships relationship on purpose. One of the things that our father wants is us become one. I want to do what pleases my father. We don't have to be instantly mature in everything to be loved. You got the love of God, you got the holiness of God. You got to marry the two because that's who and what God is. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Encounter Culture Podcast, where we pursue relationship on purpose. I'm Josh Cote, your host, and today we are talking about sowing the seeds of love. And we're going to get into it a little bit more with my guest today, Brandon Doris. Some of you may know him. He's pastoring at Celebration Church in Duquesne. He's really just got a heart for the Lord, and I'm excited to have him on the program with me today. Now, sowing the seeds of love, we're going to give some some word pictures about what that looks like, but I've said it before, never invest in people expecting a return on your investment. You know, Paul talks about in first Corinthians, you know, when he's talking to them about Apollos, some say I follow Apollos, some say I follow Paul, but he makes a profound statement. He says, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. We never know what our actions and our words will do in someone's heart. If we're obedient and we plant seeds of love, God will give the increase. Sometimes that's giving them truth about identity that they've never heard before. Those very first seeds that are planted in the soil of their heart where they begin to believe the truth about who they really are in Christ. And they began to turn toward him and encounter is close. Other times you may come along and water those seeds that someone else had planted. But every time we give ourselves away, we are contributing to a harvest that we may not see. I don't know how many times that I've come alongside somebody who someone else has planted and watered and the divine appointment right then, right there is the moment that they needed to encounter God. And I'm really fortunate to see the harvest in those moments, but I know they were not just a product of that one encounter. They were a product of many others sowing the truth into them, hearing the living word of God spoken by many that came before. A lot of the times we want to see the harvest right now, and that's not always the case. But we sow those seeds of truth and we bathe them in prayer, and we continue to water them as much as possible. And God gives the increase. I've got a pretty special gift for you this episode with Brandon. He's going to share a Christmas record that he just released in December. It's a single called Joy for Christmas, and we'll get to hear a little bit of that later on here in the show. So when I come back, we'll be sitting down with Brandon Doris, hearing his heart on relationship and sowing the seeds of love. Stick around. Encounter Culture is more than just a podcast. It's a community movement of pursuing relationship on purpose. We steward this movement with Encounter, points of contact where believers can come together and build relationships through community conferences, incense rising, 24 hours of expression and encounter, house fires, regional gatherings and homes, extended living room worship, and family style ministry. We also steward it through culture, like this podcast, with weekly vision casting, stewarding the heart of our region, inspiring and giving resources. Echo, the publishing arm of Encounter Culture, producing a regional sound, songwriting sessions, recording and distribution projects. 
and through treasure hunts, monthly regional outreach, activation in ministry, prophecy, and evangelism. One of the best ways to connect and become involved is to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Check out our upcoming events and find out how we can pursue relationship together on purpose at EncounterCulture.us. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Welcome back to the Encounter Culture Podcast, where we pursue relationship on purpose. Man, I am so excited. I've got Brandon Doris in the studio with me right now, and we've already been talking for an hour or yeah, more. Man. My heart's on fire just talking with you and hearing your heart. You know, before we get going into talking about relationship and how the Lord has revealed himself through that topic, for those of our listeners that don't know you, give a little bit about your background and who you are and where you're going. Yeah. Uh, my name is Brandon Doris, and uh, I'm a musician. I play uh, keys for Consume by Fire, and I pastor Celebration Church. And I have four kids. I've been married for almost 20 years to Christina. And yeah, so that's me. That's easy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In a nutshell. Love Jesus. Yeah. Huh? I do too, yeah. man. And uh, I can tell, just sharing with you, we've got a lot of common ground. Yeah. and. I mean, it's like looking in a mirror here, man. <laughs> Dude, I told Christina this morning before I came, I was so excited to connect with you because I just feel like we both are a lot alike in a lot of ways. So. Yeah, already this morning before we jumped on the microphones, we were playing music on the keyboard and, and just sharing stories and in our hearts together. So, um, you know, what we're about with Encounter Culture is pursuing relationship on purpose. And that's part of it is, is getting together and hanging out and, and uh, going after relationships that maybe we haven't pursued before. And I'm really excited about us pursuing that together. And I just want you to share your heart. Like, what has the Lord just kind of revealed to you about relationship and how we steward that? Well, first off, I think it's important to recognize we need each other. You know, we need community. And, uh, you know, you, we've all seen the, the videos online of, of uh, you know, the lion waiting to get the one that's isolated. And, uh, you know, the, the enemy is a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And so we need community. We need uh, each other. And that's not just in the context of four walls uh, of a church. That's the, the entire body of Christ. And uh, looking for those opportunities to engage with each other. And so I think that's one of the most important things when we talk about relationship. Uh, but I think... One thing that God's been speaking to me is is out of the book of Ezekiel, I think it's chapter 36, where uh, the prophet talks about, I will take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And and I don't even know if that's like a one-time thing, like, you know, you got this heart and now you just got to deal with this heart no matter what happens. But uh, I think how many of us, including myself, man, we... That heart, you know, it'll take on some things it doesn't need to take on over time. And before long, we isolate ourselves again because we've been hurt or we've been wounded um, or we experience pain in our life. And so we we withdraw from community or we distrust or whatever based on that. And God wants us to know we're loved and we're not forgotten. And he's got healing for us, uh, not just for us, but so we can extend to other people uh, and be that place of unity because we're a reflection of his goodness to each other. So that's something that God's been speaking to me is where's my heart where am I at and that, that I would walk in healing and and be an extension because I mean there's so many broken people in this world that just need to know that Jesus loves them I mean we've complicated it so much yeah. uh, but but people are looking for community and if they don't find it within the context of, of Jesus they're going to find it somewhere they're looking for it but we are the source of true love of his goodness of his virtue and so I, I think uh, in that moment just being able to accept and maybe take an inventory of where our heart is 
I think that's where whenever we exchange that hard heart for that tender heart again, that's where forgiveness happens. And you talk about identity. When I look in the mirror, what do I see every morning? Do I see his goodness? Do I see his purity? Do I see his his righteousness? Do I see who he is in me? And if I don't, then I may need to exchange that heart again. Because it's one of the first things he does is play on my identity. Let's talk about that. How do you personally do that in your own life, in your own walk? How do you keep your heart soft, keep your heart tender toward him? Man, you know, it's a daily thing. But, you know, he says in his presence is fullness of joy. Yeah. And so I think, first off, there's an element of control. You know, I take on all this stuff. T- talk about that. That I don't have to take. I don't need to take it on, man. Right. And, you know, he, if he closed the lilies of the field, God cares for us. He loves us. And so I don't have to worry. Like, I think I control these things in my life, but I really don't. And I think sometimes we think if we don't try to control it, we don't care. But the greatest type of care we can have is to just give it to Jesus, whatever it is in our life, whether it be relationships, whether it be uh, work, whatever it is, we do it for the glory of God. But at the end of the day, we are in such covenant and relationship with our Heavenly Father, we can trust Him. We don't have to control because we really don't have control of the outcome. We believe. And and there is this wrestling. The Bible says if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Right. So it's not the amount of faith. It's the issue of unbelief. Mm-hmm. This unbelief comes in. We have faith. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So in this moment... Man, I just trust him and I give control, the idea of control to him. So in the morning, I just wake up. I said, Lord, this is your day. This is yours. And, and I'm here for your glory. I'm here for your purpose. I surrender to you again. I'm just, I'm just yours. And man, it's amazing uh, the days when you're able to do that, the moments when you're able to do that. How much he surprises you with his goodness. And it may not be what you expect. It may not be the way you think it needs to happen. But his way is so much better. And and even the little details of things, to appreciate those little details. Like God does things like so cool. And, and because he cares about even the finest things of our life, this just he's because he's with us and we're immersed in him, it's just the littlest things from the smile on our kids' faces when something, you know awesome happens and but if we're not immersed in that we can be worrying about something completely different in our life and we miss out on those details of what god is doing in the realness of that moment right right earlier we were talking about taking jesus with us uh, throughout our day and through stories and you sharing with me how celebration church has reached out to the community and been really involved outside the four walls and you know as we're in different camps in our community, uh, we're all part of the same body, you know? Right. And as we start to branch out into the community, it's important that we take Jesus with us yeah. and we see him in the moment. We're present in the moment. You know, you say in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Yeah. That brings us out of that culture of depression and anxiety and worry right. and doubt. And it brings us into a place of fulfillment. You know, yeah. um, I've talked about this before that joy is our fuel. Yeah. You know, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. We're filled full, you know, it was the joy set before him that Christ endured the cross. Jesus said, love one another that your joy may be full. Yeah. I mean, we go throughout the scriptures about joy and see that joy plays a big part of that. And if we carry that with us, we're carrying really the, the character of Jesus. Yeah. People see it. Talk a little bit about how you carry Jesus with you into the community. Well, practically, you know, just 
being in tune. Stop trying to understand why. And we have to stop putting the why out there. I, I remember my grandparents, you know, raised me growing up. My grandmother, several years ago, she just felt in her spirit to go to the dollar store and buy this green tablecloth and send it to a missionary's wife in Mexico. Like random. She's like, I do not know why I'm supposed to do this. She didn't need to know why. She sent it. Several days later, she got a letter from this missionary's wife. She had been in such a place of loneliness and discouragement. Her son's birthday was that weekend coming up, and she didn't have anything for him, anything to decorate with. And she prayed to God right there. And that was, she said, God, you know that it's my son's birthday coming up, and I need something. And you know his favorite color is green. And it wasn't a day or two later, she went to the mailbox and got a green tablecloth for my grandmother. My grandma had no idea what God was directing her to do, but it was just that moment. So just being in tune with God in our life, whether it be buying somebody a meal, it's not guilt that should compel us. It's not seeing somebody and say, I feel guilty. I feel like, okay. And it shouldn't be like this, any agenda. Like being in tune and saying, God, what are you saying in this moment? It shouldn't matter what the person looks like, smells like, feels like. There's nothing like that on the external. It's what, what is God doing in this moment in me? In the end, when Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty. You know, That's the measurement of our obedience as a believer with him, is being this extension of his goodness because he's been so good to us. Yeah. Yeah. Romans says that we should owe no man anything but love. Yeah. yeah. And really becoming love is the goal. It's it's who God is. God is love. And anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But he that doesn't love just doesn't know God. Yeah. Right. So how many uh, how many times even if you're a store or you're just in the community, are you able to look someone in the eyes and really genuinely mean how is your day going? We're so busy with our agendas. But to really show compassion and concern and love for someone else in relationship and really mean it from the depth of our heart because we have a good heart. We have a clean, vibrant, living being because we've exchanged this cold, hard hardness yeah. for his tender mercy. Yeah. Sincerity. Yeah. Sincerity. Yeah. Sincerity is it. Yeah. Because he was moved with compassion. Yeah. He healed them all. Yeah. And so I think compassion is important. I think it's it's kind of the motive behind our ministry. Yeah. You know, love should be the motive behind our ministry and why we go after people and why we go after relationship. Um, we've talked about this before, and that is uh, never loving someone to hear I love you back, mm-hmm. but loving unconditionally with that fatherly love and just giving yourself away, yeah. laying yourself down, preferring others. You know, I see that in your life. Sometimes that can weigh on us. It can be a little heavy. Uh, relationships are hard work. But the Lord's called us to lay down our lives That's one right. for another. How have you seen that play out in your relationships? When I lived uh, in southern Alabama, one thing that I saw, the harvest of the pine trees, that was kind of the, the investment. They would seed these pine tree forests in fields. And then they would grow and they would grow. But a lot of times, the generation that planted those would not be the generation to harvest them. But the next generation would harvest them, and then they would plant. But then the next generation would harvest those. And so, so much of what we are seeding in love, we may not experience the harvest yet, but we're seeding for the next generation. So the love that we're seeding now is the harvest of the previous generation that's sown into me. And so I'm sowing 
for someone else's harvest potentially mm-hmm. and and so that to me is how i've seen it play out in my life my grandparents raised me and i remember so many nights my grandma i, I would have nightmares growing up from the past that i had and she would lay down beside me and she would quote the old king james he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of my lord his fortress and uh, my god in whom i will trust surely he and she would just quote these scriptures to yeah. me but she was so in love into me the way she knew how and and i remember as a crazy teenager not one to obey the curfews coming in late at night and she wouldn't you know try to check up on me and she didn't ground me for those things but she'd be on her face before god in the living room just praying and she was praying for me yeah and i saw that life investment and so now it's the same for me like I've got a, a daughter that's going to graduate this year and it's like she drove the other day for her first time to Springfield and back and man I was like I was praying the whole time like <laughs> Lord angels around her you know but sowing in love sowing in love because it's not necessarily what we're going to immediately reap and, and you know we all have probably people in our life that you're not going to change them overnight you're not, you know that's not our outcome measure but we don't we don't need to expect all this stuff but it's just loving in this moment and sowing in that love and knowing god's got it god's got it and we see we'll see it play out or we won't see it but god's got it yeah so we sow man he's the lord of the harvest that's right that's right man you know i've really enjoyed my time with you and i want to talk forever but uh i do want to hit this before we say goodbye you're a musician and it's kind of your heart yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of your your ministry is is a worshiper before a pastor or anything else, right, right. and so you've got a new project that you just released. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that and how yeah. people can get a hold of it. I I did the Christmas single, Joy for Christmas, and that was probably one of my favorite things to ever write. Actually, walk someone out of depression. Three or four years ago, I went through a really, really dark place, and I didn't know how to get out of it. And I I remember Thanksgiving Day laying in bed, and I was so numb to everything. And I, I, I didn't see the colors. I didn't hear the music. I didn't feel people. And I remember Christina laying down by me, and, and we were supposed to go to families for Thanksgiving. And she laid down by me. She put her arm around me, and she just cried. She said, I wish I could fix this. And I said, I do too. And I don't want to take medicine. I, I just, I don't want to, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. And the only thing that really pulled me out of it, I guess, was I began to thank the Lord for all the little things I saw. I walked outside for a minute. I heard this little bird. It was hungry. and It was looking for food probably. But I heard a little bird singing in the trees. I said, thank you, Lord. I hear the bird. Thank you, Lord, that the sun is shining today. And I see the sun. Thank you, Lord, for the trees. And I just begin to thank the Lord for all the little things because one of the first things that depression did for me was it eliminated my senses to where I was in reality. And it just made me very, very numb. And as I began to do that, the Lord began to reveal who He was with me in that moment. And so I wrote Joy for Christmas based on just where I was in my reality a few years ago. And I really wrote it this year as a declaration to, uh, to say, I'm not going there. I'm having joy this year for Christmas. Everyone says smile and get through it. Trying hard doesn't make it go away Tired of faking and pretending Everything in life is just okay Prince of Peace, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Jesus 
Jesus Jesus All I want is joy this year for Christmas In my heart I know It's the best time of the year You're giving me joy this year for Christmas Emmanuel Emmanuel Jesus you are here It was the first song ever that my whole family went in the studio and sang with me. Wow. And my nine-year-old son got a little solo on it. That's and awesome. it, it was what I wanted for Christmas was for my family to sing on a song with me. And so they all came in, they did some gang vocals on it, and I had one of the greatest experiences at Christmas this year because uh, I just declared you know Lord you're giving me this joy and I'm going to embrace it this year in your goodness so that was kind of the story behind that and how do we get a copy of it you can look at it on iTunes or watch the little lyric video on YouTube or what Spotify do people search for yeah Joy for Christmas by Brandon Doris so yeah beautiful yeah. yeah rejoice in all things and the peace that surpasses understanding will guard your heart and mind amen, amen. man it's been a pleasure being thank you so you much today, for reminding man. me today Josh I love you brother I you love got you such too, a man. great heart for ministry in the community love you love you too all I want is joy this year for Christmas in my heart I love developing relationship with Leichhardt's, and Brandon definitely is one of those. And we'll be celebrating with them at their church, Celebration Church, March 17th and 18th for Incense Rising, 24 hours of expression and encounter. Time slots are now open if you have a team or you just want to share some worship by yourself. You're welcome to sign up for an hour or two one-hour slots at incenserising.org. Next week, I'm going to have on with me Catherine Joy Harriman. Her and her husband, Rob, are missionaries to Mexico, and she was in town last week, and I got to sit down with her and hear her heart on relationship and what beautiful insight she brings to the table. So you definitely want to catch that one next week as we interview Catherine Harriman on the Encounter Culture Podcast. We'll see you then. You never let go. You never leave. You always stay right next to me. You never fail, you never will, always faithful.